the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 510, where real talk is our vernacular. Nobody want to jack off a homophobe. <laughs> All right, well, we're about, we we about to get the cutting corner shout out. So hop back on if you want to do this. Hold on, you gonna kick me off? No, you got to hit the link. You left, nigga. What are you talking about? <laughs> you said I'll be back and you left. <laughs> you just left. Just for the kiss. Zoom to pop back up. Okay, I'll be back. Nigga, you put your jacket on, got up, and stepped away from the camera and turned this shit off. This is why I see. No, 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 no. You get this cutting corner shout out. You about to have Darius? You about to get? I'm bad, yo. I had to go to the weed club before this. No, 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 man. You see, that's that's right. That's it right there. Because it's the damn millennials and always smoking all these damn. No, Pedro, I have to. Pedro, I would have died, Pedro. This nigga here. All right. Y'all ready to start the show? You know I'm ready. All right, let's get to it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Also, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And to all our patrons out there, the handful of handfuls. <laughs> It's like a handful from a handful. I appreciate y'all being patient with us. Been, you know, lagging on putting up some of the content, but I got a bunch of extra content I'm going to be putting up this week. So bear with us. My apologies. Work's been uh, a little hectic and, uh, you know, consuming mentally. Does the fans know that Horcrux Hipster is just your Twitter account? <laughs> nigga, you keep saying we, nigga. That's your Twitter account, nigga. Yeah, I represent all those who are against the Western colonial narratives <laughs> that pervade our history in contemporary times. Well, then why the hell are you on Twitter then if you against all that? Uh, because, you know, it's about awareness, about sharing communication, information. From the explanation, folks, you now know that Jared is the sole Twitter owner. <laughs> I'm the sole Twitter owner of the of the former and uh, uh, what is it? The the authorized? No, the um, Bear Park. Not the Definitely was not close to getting verified. <laughs> we had a th- we had over a thousand followers though. We had gotten up over a thousand when they banned us. Uh, that's what pissed me off. But happy Father's Day, everybody! And we are here with uh, this is AG three coming at you faster than the TNT is X agreeing to uh, just play Creed two and Black Panther on repeat all day for Juneteenth. All right, here's your sound by Darren. Was it everything you wanted and needed? Um, it wasn't everything I, well, it was everything I wanted, but it wasn't everything I needed. Right now, I need some pussy. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're somebody for Aaron. I don't know how to make his money, do he? <laughs> uh, y'all see how old Don King looking at? Was that recently? That was, his yeah, vertebrae. Was... It looked like he ain't got no cartilage or vertebrae left, and they still got more money than Adrian Browner. The infamous Don King right there. He looked like a corpse that they put hip-hop clothes on. 
He looked like he looked like the aged corpse of that uh goo knew that the dude that they uh, did the funeral on the uh concert and uh, for his funeral where he had him propped up on stage. Come on, sparkles. come on, man. What's that rapper name again? It was Goo New. Wow. Shout out sponsorship, RIP, man. <laughs> and we are here with Pedro. Where's Pedro? What the fuck? Pedro's over here. He's like, <laughs> like ejecting off to a glitch. doing a robot. He muted. He's like, <laughs> Pedro's looking like, you know, remember when the agents in uh, Matrix used to take over uh, uh, somebody's body? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what exactly's going on. Do you hear the background noise? No. no. Background noise, though, nigga. What's going on? We see your shit glitching, though. I see myself popping over your your head half the time. I see it too. So this is the problem. What's the problem? This computer tries to upload all these stupid virus protections while you're on it. Oh, I told you stop using McAfee. Don't use nobody who was in jail for murder. Yeah. Dude, I don't even that. know what's on this computer. I don't. I don't know. Stream? You streaming from a fifty dollar Chromebook? It would do better if I was streaming from a Chromebook. I'm thinking about getting one. I watched it. I was at the doctor's office the other day, and they, the guy was using the Chromebook. And um, shoot, all this stuff was working. That's what I get my dad every day. All right. Well, uh, Pedro, you want to introduce yourself? I'm uh, everybody's favorite truck driver, Captain P-Funk, and I'm coming at you like Max Hedrum. I don't know who the fuck that you is. You ain't my favorite truck driver. Max Hedrum, that's from our childhood, Jared. It was like this. You got to look the shit up. It was like this cultural phenomenon thing. But it represented like the times, the coming of the digital age, basically. All right. Well, here's your sound by Pedro. What is your favorite candy bar? My favorite? I don't eat candy. I got diabetes. <laughs> I mean, you can look at the dude and, and tell he was bleeding diabetes. Shout out to Pedro's questionable candy likes from his youth. He likes sharing Rolos with bitches, though. That's for sure. The only, only person I know like Rolos. Only niggas in jail like Rolos. <laughs> I do not like Rolo. <laughs> look like a Rolo like a nigga. You literally look like a Rolo, nigga. I Googled you. All right. Well, uh, and we are here with. What's up, y'all? It's Adarius, a.k.a. Shrooming out with your grandma today, folks. I am on psilocybins. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I got it. Well, here's your sound by Adarius. Uh, this one's good for you, then. Hey, yo, shout out this tree, dude. Shout out all these trees. They be giving me so much oxygen so I can breathe and keep being an absolute boss queen. I love you so much, Mrs. Tree. <sighs> Straight from the source, baby. I guess. I've heard worse sound bites. <laughs> you, know, you know, I got to give you credit because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have special needs people wouldn't have a lot of followers. <laughs> We're not adding much to their following. I'm just going to say that. My son's following went up just because Jared. You <laughs> <laughs> stupid, bro. <laughs> following keeps going up. Well, uh, and my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art. With two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just jart. And here's my sound bite. My name's Jeremiah Jones, and I'm proud to be a midget. The only thing more intense than my midget pride is my hate for tall people, or as we like to call them, biggers. Small power! Small power! 
What? <laughs> I don't know what the hell, Jim. Boy, uh, you be out here searching the internet. How you find them? <laughs> I have a I have a wealth of uh of different sources. Shout out to Samurai Jam and Paliolo and uh Taco Pablo on IG and TikTok. <laughs> a good amount of this irregular comes from our beloved friend Brandon. It seems like that came from Sam I Am. No, this one came from Pagliolo. <laughs> oh, now, see, I trusted you. I trusted you because you was a white man with the same struggles. <laughs> you know, I realized over the last eight or nine shows, I might be too high for the High Score podcast. And this is another day where I might not be able to handle it, y'all. It is already. Wait, 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 hold on. What's this on air? Somebody's popping fireworks already. Motorcycles out there going by, or somebody's shooting out fireworks. F- fireworks, man! Yeah. Celebrating Juneteenth. They don't know how to celebrate the thing. You would think Negroes be afraid of fireworks on Juneteenth. That means somebody's shooting guns, trying to get them back in the stable. Tell me, he didn't just say that. It was Juneteenth week and Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all our fathers out there: Darius, Pedro, Brandon. AG3 and his kids that Pedro's raising. Uh, we're just happy to see that, you know, fathers are getting recognized out there. And uh, just want to give a shout out to all the non-deadbeat fathers out there who take care of their kids and take care of their business. Keep up the struggle. Empower yourself by being a leading light to the ge- future generations, meaning your kid. Make sure they ain't crazy, growing up crazy, hopefully. Uh, how did you guys... no kids. <laughs> How did you guys uh, enjoy your Father's Day? Y'all had a nice Father's Day? No, I actually had a good Father's Day. So we celebrated my grandson's 16th birthday. Shout out to all the peanut. Had a good time. None of the kids was drinking. His older sister was drinking, but uh, had a good time. We had a water slide. We rented a water slide. It was kind of fun. It was a small party. He had his uh, close friends over. And it was all family. It was all good. That's nice. All right. I'm glad to hear that. Real Southern weekend. So you didn't you didn't have to, like, uh, give the side eye to your teenage nieces and nephews who was drinking. Now, my nieces and nephews, my grandchildren drinking. Oh, your, grand, oh, your grandchildren. Oh, your grandchildren. It was the grandchildren and they friends drinking. What about doing Joy? cocaine? <laughs> what about Joy? Was she, was, did she get enough uh, to be the center of attention this time around? Yeah, she had on this questionable outfit, but uh, it was okay because it was just the kids. <laughs> I took my shirt off. I got all sexy for the kids. Uh, last time Pedro went to one of these family functions, the kids was drinking, and Pedro's wife drove him to saying this. Well, how about you, Pedro? How are you celebrating Black History Month? Um... <laughs> Going to birthday parties. This is the most black history I've seen in a while. When you're over birthday parties, living part of man out here, man. <laughs> Sixteen year olds mixing alcohol. Yeah, that sounds like you were smoking a drink with a bunch of high schoolers, man. It was happy they 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 daddy was there. Which I was that made me proud. Then my wife got upset because they wasn't paying her no attention. I was like, niggas are all crazy. <laughs> got to find a Mexican old white woman. I just, the the rest of my life has to be with Mexican old white woman. What you say? 
his face on the screen. <laughs> what you say about it? What you say about it, nigga? <laughs> that still applies, by the way. <laughs> we had a good weekend, and I still want to mess with a white woman. <laughs> or Asian, or Asian. It doesn't matter. I want to try some more racist, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it is still on, but it was a great weekend, nonetheless. Yeah, you know what I did. Yeah, what did you do, Adarius? I woke up way earlier than I wanted to. I did not have any calls from anybody. So I went back to sleep. I couldn't go back to sleep. So I took a deuce, a fat deuce, really fat deuce. And then I threw up because I was on shrooms the night before. Then I rubbed one out in the same toilet that I took a shit and threw up in and then rubbed one out in it. And then that helped me go back to sleep. So it was a lose, lose, lose type of day. Um, nothing happened. Uh, and uh, sound, sounds about right for Father's Day. Everything was normal and sounded about right, except for the way it started with the uh, the whole shitting, vomiting, rubbing one out. Is, I need to ask Aaron, is that called a dirty punch bowl? <laughs> You worry about me. Compost bin. <laughs> compost bin, bro. Uh, Pedro, you worry about me and my irregular internet. You worry about Adaris and his irregular Father's Days. <laughs> that was hardly regular. Anytime you poop and have sex in the same area. It was hand sex, Pedro. It's the same thing. <laughs> that called? That's, oh, that's called, that's called staying at a Motel 6, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> and then I threw up again. Sorry, I didn't say that part. I took a shit, threw up. Rub one out, threw up again. My ex, why is so many men talking about? Now, I hear this on the internet and on the radio. Why are so many men having sex in the bathroom with themselves? In the bathroom, everybody's talking about they rubbing one out in the on the toilet or in the shower. It's the one place in the house where you're where you're given the you're most alone. privacy and you're alone. You're expected to be alone. Oh, the problem is if you got someone living by themselves rubbing one out in the bathroom, man, I rub <laughs> one out in the bathroom, man. I go in the shower and rub mine out. I'm hearing it on the internet, like, dudes and jokes about it. I'm like, what the hell is going on with society? Even well, society is allowing its new technology and its ability to deal with existentialism in really constructive uh, ways. I don't know what this nigga talking about. I wanted to go back to sleep, nigga. I was so tired. I just wanted to go to sleep. It has been Father's Day. It was Juneteenth. It's a it's a pinnacle point of the summer, the start of summer. But it is also Pride Month. In honor of Pride in Sports, uh, here's a video by Adam Ferris. How did this four-year MLB veteran invent the high five? Glenn Burke had a pretty unremarkable career on the field, but his lack of on-the-field accomplishments didn't stop Burke from becoming one of the most impactful athletes in the world. For starters, Burke was the first MLB player to come out as gay, doing so three years after his retirement. In addition to this, he also has one of the greatest contributions in sports history, the high five. On October 2nd of 1977, Burke was playing with the Dodgers in their final game of the season. And in the sixth inning, Burke's teammate Dusty Baker 
Shoemaker would launch his 30th home run of the season. And as Dusty finished his home run trot, he would be greeted by Burke, who was in the on-deck circle. Burke would embrace Dusty with one arm raised above his head. Baker, not sure exactly what to do, emphatically slapped the hand. Known as the high five heard around the world, would have its impact echo throughout baseball and soon thereafter every other sport around the world, and eventually permeating the mainstream altogether. If you think about it, that is such a flex. Oh, what are you known for? I invented the high five. Another significant piece to this story is that despite being closeted to the public, Burke's teammates, including Dusty, knew he was gay. But those teammates did not define Burke by his sexual orientation, but rather by his role on the team. With that in mind, the embrace between Baker and Burke became a symbol for the power of sport to unite people from all communities through a shared passion. Sadly, Burke would die of AIDS in 1995, but his legacy certainly lives on, as millions of fans and athletes high-five each other every day at sporting events across the world. Sound like Dusty Baker invented the high five. For a minute. You telling me he invented the high five and not the butt pat? Come on. Stupid. Sound like he had a pick part of it. Him and Dusty Baker. Him and Dusty Baker. Shout out to Dusty Baker, man. Still doing his thing. Now World Series champion. Can we go back to the high five? I'm not too sure. What year was that? Uh, no, I heard this story. I heard this story a lot. It was invented by those two dudes. Yeah, 19, 1977. 1977. Yeah. I was like, Dusty Baker played with Mike Sosha, so it had to be the 70s. Wait a minute. What about the, the hand job and the, give me five from the backhand side and all that? People weren't doing that in baseball a lot. Baseball was still very much doing like a sport, very like you know, doing the sports. Okay, yeah. they were just swiping each other's hands. They weren't slapping it. Yeah, the white the white man had a firm grip still on the the moral compass and the expressionary forms that took place in sport. That's right. They was like, yeah, if we let all you Negroes in this league, I ain't gonna be celebrating shucking and jiving around the home plate. <laughs> shucking and jiving, high fiving. You were looking for a nigga, nigga here now. <laughs> Let's get to some news. Just wanted to highlight that. Father's Day, Juneteenth, Pride Month. It's a, it's, it's a special time of the year, y'all. Anyways, in news this week, in news, in honor of Father's Day, the United States Supreme Court upheld the Indian Child Welfare Act. What do you guys think about that? Sound like we didn't need to do some research on what the hell you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I need some background. You, now you can show me videos of special needs people sniffing trees, and you can't show me. <laughs> you can't put it across my screen what this this chat this act is. Uh, the Indian uh, Child Welf- Welfare Act um, was a, a piece of legislation. Essentially, the legislation allows basically Native American tribes to, you know, saying you know not allowing orphans of native native children indigenous children to be put into the general adoption and, and foster care to basically keep them within the the tribes you know control and that people that would adopt them would be people you know of indigenous uh indigenous descent. Yeah, okay so 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 why why do they allow niggas to be adopted by a whole bunch of honkies because we don't have a uh a rooted culture that some of the native tribes have here the same way. We don't have this, th- that same connective tissue to be able to like, we need to have the, the yeah, wonder why. That, that, that were fact that that thing was enacted in 78. So what, what happened recently? So recently there was a, a challenge in Texas and uh, some people in Texas were trying to adopt some little native children. Cause I love to have them some little native children, little corn husk hair, having little, uh, 
little redskin dock is. They that's, their way, that's their way to free health care. Well, in history, that was a way for them to to yeah, to basically wipe out generations of yeah, intergenerational, you know, knowledge and wealth that's passed on was wiped out because if they weren't killed and slaughtered, they were sent to boarding schools or they were adopted and taken in by white families and basically conformed to a, a Christian white uh, lifestyle that basically denatured them from anything they knew of their indigenous roots. That was one way to starve out and and kind of eliminate the tribe's power. And so this act is is there to, you know, prevent that. Although the state of affairs in many, you know, saying tribes or in many reservations isn't uh, up to par or isn't, you know, isn't in the greatest uh, situations at times. Uh, I think it's important that that this culture and these people, you know, still have, you know, that, uh, I would say, um, that power or control or not, not power, but fashion, tribal dry land, uh, food deserts. So you think it's better for them to be raised on the land that our forefathers gave them? Well, it's more of a cultural aspect, Pedro. No, it's just no matter what, the white man wins. Yeah, typically. And in this one, they were trying to say that it was uh, basically reverse discrimination. is discrimination, and it was the, the Bracken family, I think. Holland versus Bracken. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, is any of us Native American? How many Native Americans we got on the show? Uh, I got some. Darius got some in him. I got some in me, too, but, you know, not enough for me to claim. Yeah, not not enough for me to. Well, you know, I I do want some of my checks from the casino, but you know, it's all good. Hey, if you come down, well, they keep the checks coming. <laughs> yeah, they keep the checks rolling. Show, I think if you show twenty seven percent in your DNA here in Arizona, you can go live on a reservation for the low. That's not like the same Section Eight page that I had you living in the jungle in L.A. Right, right, the same kind. So I know two people. Pedro, you don't have no Section Eight. You got Native American Section Eight. Yeah, uh, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> That is nice and racist. Uh, no, uh, I know two people that I work with that use that provision. One claim Negro, another one claim white folk. One is Negro, one is Eagle. So, so one act like a nigga, and one act like a cracker. Pretty much, pretty much. It's it's funny how that worked. There is a complicated history with the way our you know our government you know found solutions to stamp out the, the the native and indigenous culture in the United States. So Amy Comey Barrett wrote a 34-page opinion about it, defending the ICWA. And it was, uh, it's, 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 it's good, I guess, when you can see parts of the judicial system, you know, upholding things that are, you know, actually, hopefully trying to be an atonement for us doing things the wrong way or right. improperly or immorally or unethically in the past. So maybe maybe they'll get to abortion. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, no disrespect. No disrespect. But what this got to do with Juneteenth? Oh, this is about the, the liberation of, of, of oppressed and marginalized peoples, baby. Hey, but they were they were no slaves. Well, Juneteenth, Juneteenth is about the independence, right? The the freedom from slavery, not just for black folks, but for everybody. That was a big thing this time. Oh, Juneteenth is all Juneteenth matters, man. Aaron, what the fuck you talking about? I can see where Jared's connecting this to Juneteenth is what I'm saying. Man, I'm with you, Pedro. It's about liberation. It's about empowerment. Even with liberation and empowerment, that doesn't mean the work is done. It doesn't mean that your fight is over. 
It just means that you have a new standard by which you can move forward. And hopefully with your decisions and where you move through the world, you have an opportunity to to make the better of it, you know, or make the most of it uh, is, is all we can hope to do at times. Shout wow. out sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, shout out to this. Uh, and that beautiful white woman, Amy Comey Barrett, who wrote the opinion to say, step down, Texas crackers. You don't get these darkies over here. <laughs> All right. In other news, Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, this this fool, man. I was reading and watching up on this fool. Man, oh, I, I don't his, miss the story. You don't know what's going on. National no. Arena League team kicked out. The Albany Empire was kicked out of the National Arena League. Uh, after it was revealed, he did not pay his league dues. Two months. Um, the decision came a day after this interview came. Don't let the minutia of people distract us. This is the last year in the NAL. Next year, we're going to the AFL. A lot, a lot of owners around here got this type of money to even be in this league, so let's get that here. A lot of naysayers around here, I've been seeing a lot of players chip-chat about me, a lot of... You think I care what the NAL players say about me? I'm giving these guys jobs. I'm giving people careers. I'm giving people the opportunity to live out their dreams. I'm not gonna go back and forth with an NIA player who's trying to be uh, what I used to be. So I wanna be a leader. I wanna be details about my action, what I stand for, what I represent here. I wanna be clear about the minutia of what we doing and how we doing things. So I wanna share the people in the media who write negative about Antonio Brown and who lose sight of what the truth is here in Albany. I didn't come here to, you know, I didn't come here to make money. You know, I came here to represent something that I grew up in as a little kid and give back to the community that helped shape me to be who I am today. So now let's lose sight of why I'm here. I came back here in the community I grew up in to give the people here that I grew up like me and the players who grew up like my dad a better opportunity to live out their dreams. I am a lobbyist. I'm the guy who take the mission and make dreams fulfilled come true. So I want people to lose sight about who I am, what I'm doing, and what's my How purpose. many milligrams? You know what I mean? As an owner, what's important? <laughs> winning, sponsorships, and tickets. Not regular players that's 30 years old who just trying to be regular in their life, play spring ball, okay, April to this. No, I'm looking for the players that really go to the next level in their lives. That's why I'm trying to help players fulfill their dreams. So when people talk about me, let's be clear here. What's my purpose, what I am, and what I stand for? All right. I think I got CTE. <laughs> Antonio Brown had his team kicked out of the league because he was a fabulous orator. What do you guys think about that? Well, here's the funny thing. He said, he said, I'm giving back to the community I grew up in. His dad played for Albany in the Arena Football League, but he didn't grow up there. He was born and raised in my in Florida, Miami. I don't know where the hell he get this from. Here's another thing. Can I give you this stat? So that team in the last three years won two of the titles, and now they kicked out the league. <laughs> Before Antonio Brown gets there, they win two titles in the last three years. Mm-hmm. In the, not including this year. So four years, they won two titles. He takes over and they get kicked out his first year old in the team. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Dude. Yeah, Antonio Brown. On that real shit, y'all. On that, that real man, shit. That man brain is gone. 
You got all the C's. School. CTE, CTR, CPR. Can you tell me what that means? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate uh, series of events. But, you know, I think that his, um, uh, you know, I hope. I hope let's not. Just... Let's not. Jerry, Jerry, you got to really take a deep dive. Don't just go into this one horrible interview, which you don't no shirt on. Let, take a deep dive. Do you know earlier in the year? Earlier in the year, I think someone tried to contact him about something, about something to do with the checks, all right? Like players' checks. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown said that he has no personal ownership over or control over Empire. The team is actually owned by Antonio El Ala Express Trust Enterprise, which is a foreign <laughs> asset, dude. That's why he's in guitar. And Antonio El Ala. That's what he said. Antonio El Ala. It's all by a Middle East street. Is, is that one, is that an S Corp or an LLC? Jerry, uh, you got to do a deep dive into Dude, this. Dude, he's he's gonna he's gonna be like, nah, my name's uh, Antonio Randall El Ala. He tried <laughs> to say it's owned by a foreign national. This said Antonio El Ala. Well, there was another uh, part of the interview that uh, I didn't share that you know maybe speaks to that, Aaron. Here, here, let me see if I can get this up for y'all. Boy, he's a 1095A for his uh, healthcare screening. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I got the clearance for the lead, you know. <laughs> it costs too much to even. Exactly. I don't know if he got clearance, nigga. His brand ain't clear. <laughs> I cost too much to even really play in this league. So I'm trying to see uh, if AB going to pay me for playing, you know. Uh, I'm in <laughs> I want to know if AB going to pay me the money. A lot of guys talk about AB about not paying, and uh, so I'm just waiting to see if AB gonna pay my check for uh, playing today. You know, I'm Antonio Brown, so I want to know if AB gonna pay me the million dollars I'm due for playing. Obviously, I'm an NFL guy. I came from playing for a lot of big teams, so I'm looking to meet AB. I heard everybody around here talks about AB not paying or going on, so I'm looking to meet AB. Hopefully, he could have my check for playing this week. You know, I know a lot of people cry to the media about AB not paying. Uh, he didn't pay the work. He paid the workers' comp for the city to be able to save the Albany Empire to continue to play football. Do you guys know that AB actually saved the Albany Empire for playing football? Do you guys know hey. that or no? Yeah, let me tell you about that. Can I hold your mic? Uh, <laughs> you got know, you know, hold channel 13. Yeah, I'm Antonio Brown. I was read. signed here this week by AB. And I was hoping, since AB never pays no one, I was wondering who's going to pay me my million dollars for this, for my game coming up this weekend. I obviously know AB saved the Albany Empire. Is he saying this again? $1.5 for the workers' comp. So football wouldn't be likely here in Albany if uh, AB didn't pay the uh, workers' comp in New York. You know it's $1.5 for workers' comp in New York. You know the New York Jets practice in New Jersey because they don't want to pay workers' comp. You know the New York Giants practice in New Jersey because they don't want to work, pay workers' comp. So when you guys mention AB name, just know he saved the city for uh, Albany. You know, he paid the workers' comp so they could be able to play football here. You guys realize that? And if anyone could negotiate with AB, it's you. I mean, I've been trying to talk with him. The guy's got like three different personalities, so I'm hoping he okay. could pay me the million dollars. No, you got seven. AB is a whole character that the media uh, coexisted because he got too much money and... Uh, well, I guess he is. He's from a pitch, not the palace. <laughs> we gotta, we we gonna have to, you know. We, this is now getting to the point where it's not as funny as it. Well, it never was that funny, but it was always, <laughs> always problematic, which we can find funny things in it. 
Yeah, this is getting sad. Everything's funny when the niggas doing the finger puppets. Hopefully, AB pays. AB. <laughs> I gotta head out, niggas. I'll see you on a second. All right, all right. All right. Aaron, do you think uh, Antonio Brown al is uh is credible to pay Antonio Brown? Like, let me tell you, he'll be the first person that's he'll be the first person that has that will show up for court the same day to defend himself against all those other people he never paid, and then show up as also a plaintiff and victim against him not paying himself. And won't realize that he's in there together at the same time. Now that man's brain is gone. I would be afraid to be around him. I don't even know why people hang out in his presence. What, what were they thinking? Well, he probably still got a little bit of money, and those people are hanger on, Pedro. He still I, got I, enough I, money I, and enough access. He gets in places still. I, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I. I, I don't. Man, that that's scary. And he and he wants to live that kind of life. He he likes dressing. He likes you know. He he doesn't mind that you know being flashy. So you're around luxury things. So like yeah, you're like shit. I get to kick it with this fool. He might do some crazy shit here and there, but you know what I'm saying like we he still got enough push right now to keep us going. These things. It looks like he can pop it any second. You want to be around that when he goes. Yeah, when he tri- when he loses his mind. He mind. trip out. Yeah, you don't know which way he's gonna come from either. His brain is gone. God, I love football. If you mix ignorance with CPS yes. and CPS and CBS, that's what you do. <laughs> Can you tell me what that means? Yes. He's at that point, man, and where he acting, he can take his own life at any moment. Like I said, you don't know where it's coming from. And I think I said on the show before, women that sit up here and talk about they they in bed with him or they hanging out with him. Y'all y'all crazy. I ain't uh, who was saying this? Huh? Oh, I mean, I remember that when he was with the the that game, he went crazy against the Jets. There was a woman saying that, but I don't think nobody's saying anything no more. Pedro, be careful around him, everybody. Don't be going. Don't go cloud chasing on AB. It ain't gonna work out well for you. Well, I think we can officially say who the craziest Brown is currently. Yeah. Well, Orlando Brown is actually still pushing limits. <laughs> Every time he gets out <laughs> he of jail, still got a chance. Do something. <laughs> Every time it's like they go on neck and neck trying to fight over who's the crazier Brown. Bobby's just old and too tired to do it anymore. Bobby's too tired. Bobby ain't got energy no more. He can't even thrust his hips no more. We know what happened head. to our boy James. He got his legs cut off post mortem for a DNA paternity. Yeah, we suit. don't even know where the hell James' <laughs> legs are. So he. <laughs> In other news, let's get to I got a game I want to play with you, Aaron. All right. I'm ready for it. I was I'm hoping ready. that Darius would, was the, uh, missed the Darius on it. Where did, where did he say he was going? Well, I don't know where the Darius. He didn't say anything. He said, I, I got to go or whatever. This motherfucker is too high on shrooms. Hold on. Let me call him real quick. Let's see. Let's just, where do you think he's at right now? Probably McDonald's. Right. Smoking. He's probably, probably smoking. Probably standing outside McDonald's trying to get a free Big Mac for Juneteenth. Probably at the liquor store buying some blunt wraps. That's my guess. He at the liquor store buying blunt, blunt wraps. I think he ate more chocolate. He ate a lot more. You think he did? Mm-hmm. Did you he's like, hold on, I'm cutting up chocolate. He's like, I think I have some more. I said, yeah, have a little bit more. Did you give like, it to him? No, it's the, the, the shroom thing up there. Anyways, y'all see Jack Harlow wearing a bonnet? No, man, Jack Harlow, dude. Jack Harlow's a joke. Hey, I wanted to play this for you, Aaron. This is a funny video. 
I'm ready. I'm ready for it, Jared. If you you've been wondering what happened to Rashad McCants, well, he was on the I think it was the Gilbert Arenas podcast. But anyways, if you've been wondering what Rashad McCants has been doing, uh, he's been on podcasts saying highly enlightened shit like this. This whole time I've been thinking that Pop was a bad coach. Why would you think that? Because he's just been losing without good players. The finesse is When you're losing without good players. Is that a serious statement he made? Yeah, yeah. No, he's serious about everything. Do you honestly believe that? Yeah, can I I continue? So Pop, since when? What, Kawhi? We ain't seen nothing? You've been tanking this whole time and we ain't been paying attention. But now we won't won't give him credit for being a good coach. Without no good players and he not winning. But I know how to back my shit. I know Greg Popovich ain't no goddamn huh? coach. You got three excellent since you say that, right? Huh? Was Tony Parker projected to be a Hall of Famer when he got drafted? Nope. Is he a Hall of Famer right now? He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Let's stop the bull. I'm not Boy. stopping nothing. I'm asking a yeah. question. Tony Parker is a Hall of, is a Hall of Famer. Famer. Absolutely, yeah. Not a Hall of Famer right now. He's a Hall of Famer. Manu Ginobili. Was he projected no, he was to not. be a Hall of Famer? No. He was Will. a second round yeah. pick. Second yes. round. How many people are projected to be Hall of Famers? You're not understanding what he's saying. Yeah, Only person that they got that was good. Was Tim Duncan? You not- yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think about our boy Rashad McCann's take on Popovich being a shitty you coach? Know, you know, he's saying something there. I don't know if I go as far as shitty, but maybe he ain't a. No, he said he ain't a good coach. I might have a go for. I mean, he might have something there. I I I have to disagree because he answered his question by with the with what he asked. He said, "How you not winning with no good players?" Well, I ain't got no good players. <laughs> like, I'm not necessarily going just like be winning. You have to have still some some talent to win in the NBA. Talent is still talent is not. I'm not saying winning a title, but he he hasn't been going to the playoffs, Jerry. He's been having bad records. Well, man. he went like 20 years straight making the playoffs, almost. You know, what I'm saying like you got. But he had Tim Duncan for 20 years straight. Yeah, no, but before so, that, leading up to Tim Duncan, they had they had some. He, no, he didn't take over. No, he didn't take mm. over the team. They did no. tank that 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 short strike shortening year though. He tanked, they tanked so they could get Tim Duncan. He didn't take over till they drafted Tim Duncan. He was the GM, then he fired the coach and took over. I think Popovich I, is is probably a I like Popovich, coach. but but you know what? I think there's some chink in armor here. And this is from a lot of Laker haters that hate Phil Jackson, who is just I, you don't understand this, Jared. I sit and have to hear Popovich get thrown in my face. And I like Popovich, but they talk about how Popovich is one of my favorite coaches. But but he could be my favorite coach, but I think he might be. He, I mean, I he, I like Pop. I like the man he is. But there's some kernel of truth behind what he's saying, no, Jerry. I agree. I agree. Like, you don't have to winning. win a title, but you have to at least at least let me see that. You, look, when when those two years Phil didn't have Michael in, in Chicago, one year they led the Eastern with the best record, and the next year they didn't win, have the best record, but they went to Eastern Conference Finals. Right? But they yeah, but they still had that team. He basically has like yeah, team, but that team didn't have Michael, right? But that team was better than the teams he's had, even but still, with Michael Jordan. I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing that team mm-hmm. to what what your boy has had recently. But what I'm comparing it to is they took away the best player ever in that game on the team. Period. That team had one All Star on that team, and that was Scottie Pippen, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe two Hall of Famers. I mean, if 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 the Basketball Hall of Fame, that's not saying much. But, you know, a cool coach, still, they didn't have a major drop-off is what I'm saying, Jared. You take you take Shaq off of the Lakers in 2000 after that championship year the next year, there's a huge drop-off, mm-hmm. right? You take, you take Kobe off of the Lakers after the 2009 championship year, 2010 team don't make the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. I'm saying they didn't have a huge drop off. Pop has had a huge drop off. And I agree with what you said. Yes, talent means a lot in basketball. Talent does, right? But he, I mean, since we're giving him all these props for his coaching, I'm not seeing it, right? No, I think, but I think you also have to look at it like he's gotten like decent role players to be like good role players, but he's been kind of like the farm system the last few years. It's almost like he gets these guys, he's young, he teaches them basketball. Like, don't forget, like, Pop proved to me that he was a good coach by the way he made DeMar DeRozan a well-rounded player. DeMar DeRozan went down there for a couple but seasons. DeMar DeRozan was still an all-star, though. No, no, he was an all-star because he was a So he did scorer. make... He but, was an but, elite scorer. Okay, he, so well, I'm going to say this. Okay. No, no, Keep he, going. He, go, like, go if you just bear out the stats of what DeMar DeRozan was, he was an elite yeah. scorer. His efficiency was getting better, but it wasn't great all the time. His free throw shooting allowed him to be more efficient, but he didn't do anything else in the peripheral game. He was a one assist a game guy. He was like a two or three rebound a game guy. For most of his career, he went to he goes to San Antonio and he becomes a guy that can still drop 30. His scoring has gone down, but he impacts the game through his rebounding and his passing more now. And so like I was like, hey, Pop proved to me. Kyle Anderson, he 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 started his career there, went out has become a good player. Uh your boy Derek White, who I hated but as he's played more and more, I'm like, he's a good player. He's a solid player. He's a good role player. He's out there in Boston doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? DeJounte Murray, they didn't really vibe. I think DeJounte Murray didn't want to be there. Yeah, it sounds like players there. don't want to be there too. It Derek. sounds like players don't want to be there because he runs a, like maybe the same way it's hard for Miami, but Miami's probably better and more alluring than San Antonio. Miami is having a hard time getting certain free agents players to want to play there because of the heat culture and the work ethic and how you culture military style. Yeah, military style. And and he's a military. He comes from the military. So I'm like, he's going to vibe new NBA because these dudes extra jelly soft. They're not going to they're not going to they're going to take time to learn fundamentals for the DeMar DeRozan part. Your better players tend to. They tend to reinvent themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like Hall of Fame players really reinvent themselves at certain parts in their career. Kobe Bryant reinvented himself. That second run, like by the time like the 2008 to 2012 Kobe Bryant, that was a different Kobe Bryant than the early ones. He reinvented himself. He started having the fadeaways. He he played defense more with like, it was more of a mental game of defense, not him jumping in the passing lanes, things like that. He played more of a team defense. He really reinvented himself. Same with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the lost skill. I think you're giving DeRozan, you're giving Pop credit for DeRozan when I feel like DeRozan is a smart enough player and he got there and he understands how to reinvent himself. Right? Nah, because it came pretty much after. Because he was an all-star. Remember, I know he was an all-star, Aaron. I know this. Him and Kyle Lowry were like, Dwayne Casey said, give those two guys the ball, let them do yeah. whatever they wanted. And, and they so didn't. So he went but there and he had to become Aaron, more but system. But Aaron, he played a style where he's like, he could have just been Nick Young, but he you, but he was smarter than Nick Young. So I give him credit for that. He could just be a guy on, who man. could just he's score. He's more skillful than Nick he's Young. He's more skillful too. than Nick Young, but he didn't do anything else in the game. He just scored, Aaron. Like he literally just scored. And then they had that year where his numbers went up a little bit in the peripheral. You know what I'm saying? Like he was always trending up. He's like, now he's like a two assist a game. Now he's at. Uh, three rebounds a game. Like there was years where he was like under two on both those, but he's scoring thirty points a game. Whatever, twenty eight points a game. He was scoring so, thirty or twenty eight. He, he like well, led the league one of the years or almost led the league. But like yeah, yeah but he the, wasn't. The we, thing we the, the thing is, is that it was him and Kyle Lowry, Dwayne Casey, Toronto Raptors. They just yeah, we know what Dwayne game. Casey yes. do. So at a certain point, yes, in his career trajectory, he goes for two seasons, plays under a coach that 
plays more of a system style. He learned from just being a one-on-one player to going into a team style. Did he want to stay there forever? Was that his final destination? No, but he got an opportunity to learn and his game has taken off since then as a much more impactful player all around versus being a dude who can fill it up but doesn't offer anything else on the defensive end or in creating and facilitating for his team. They started running mid-post, high-post stuff to him, and it allowed, and he became a better passer. Like him playing that style where he's getting high-post possession and working, guys are working and moving off the ball, and he's looking for those passes and creating that, that becoming part of his game now. I think it's Why do you Warrior fans like San Antonio so much? What do you mean? I like a certain style of basketball. That's no, 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 no. I, I, I've, I've said this before in conversations with you and Todd about Warrior fans like San Antonio because I think because the San Antonio was what kept the Lakers from winning more titles. Oh, that was definitely right. part of it. I'm not going to say that's not part oh, of I it. I know that's part that, of it. That that not, I know it's part of it. But I, was, I know, and that's no, why but, all this pop from, blowing up here, no, no, all on. this San no, Antonio no, blowing up, every no, 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 number time, one, number one, number every one, player for San Antonio gets blown up by a Warrior number fan. Number one, number one, a true you will not, like you and Todd, you will, you will not minimize my my affinity for appreciating Greg Popovich and the Spurs. I'm, not saying, I'm just saying, but I can tell, I can tell. No, no, but because I always so, tell people this. Someone so, asked me on, one on. day, Aaron, what's your superpower? And I say, you know what my superpower is? I can tell I people. People is my superpower. I know people well. And I'm sitting here and I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to take away from yo, you. Yes, I like watching trying to minimize it. And I know you like watching good basketball too, Jerry, even though you, and, and even though, Somehow you claim you watched the finals and that was boring as hell. But I know you like watching it. I watched the time, San Antonio. The game. But San Antonio was another boring ass team to play. No, no. All right, so, so listen, listen, listen. They were the lowest rated finals oh, before this. That's fine. One. That's fair and fine. Aaron, what I'm saying is that I see a team that like I'm not wanting the Lakers to win. I see a team and you see different teams and what they I offer. Know. I'm what just saying it's, it's almost like going through character. It is being it's subjective and it became objective much. from that. I, it became objective from that because for me, it's looking at, all right, this team had like you had Spree, Will, Cassell and KG or you got the Spurs. You got these guys and like what makes them so different? Maybe athletic attributes, skill sets, but also the way they play and play off each other. So you're seeing these teams that are challenging a team that like the same reason, you know, in baseball, I don't want to see the Yankees win or I don't want to see the 49ers win. You're looking at the best matchups and consistently the Spurs were a team that could could you know, battle them. They didn't win them all because the Lakers were just more talented and better overall with their level of talent. But at the same time, they beat them a few times or they got the, you know, they, they, they made it hard on them. And so I started looking at like, what style of player are they playing? What, what do they do that's different from these other teams that the Lakers can just basically say, Oh, you guys are going to try and ma go man for man with us that we're just going to outbeat you. Cause we are more, our two players are better than any of your two players regardless. And our system allows them to just maximize that. Versus a team that has a different system that goes about it a different way and has the right pieces at the right time to 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 beat that type of team, like that's tight to me. And so you start looking at what is the style of plays that beat teams that are extremely talent based teams, right? Kobe and Shaq is a pairing that like is going to go down in history as arguably the best duo in NBA history. So I think that that's it's a fair moment in time for me to evaluate what style of play they have. So I look at it and I'm like, I like the way this coach coaches his teams. His talent, when it's there, his team is a contender or is going to be a playoff team. When the talent isn't there, you know, I don't think he's been, I think he's been more these last few years, his wife passed away. And I think also he's been more like just focusing on coaching and developing players. And he still does his bullshit with rest players and this, that, and the other. But I think he's developing players right I, now. He, he started this bullshit of, of load management. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And, and you know what my other problem is? 
is when we're going to argue people over are the Spurs a dynasty, right? Like, or, or different the type Spurs of dynasty, dynasty, you could say, or the Spurs dynasty. Well, what's I mean, like, are I you said, could call it an era or a dynasty? Like, so, like, do you want if you want to call it era? I like you call it an era. Yeah. Dynasty has more of a deeper tone tone to it, and so I think a dynasty is sense. like, are the common main pieces still there? The coaches and several of the players, and even if it is every few years, but if you do several within, well, my thing the is span, they were one of the weakest dynasties because oh yeah, no, no, it was a spread they out, never, it was a spread never, out dynasty. It was a spread and this, out. And this was my thing with the Spurs. Only once did they go to back to back finals. Only once did they go back to back finals. They never and not you don't have to repeat to be a dynasty. Mm-hmm. But show me when they won the years that they were contender, they always usually lost. Mm-hmm. They always lost. The year they had the best record, they always lost. That's not including the strike short in the year where I think they probably did have the best record, right? Mm-hmm. The years they won. Usually they end up like something happened to the team that was supposed to the their challenger never didn't make it right. Those are always the years they won. They never, except for that last year beating Miami, they never faced a top notch team, even in the Western Conference, right? Like the years that they won, they didn't face the Lakers, right? Except for that one year, and they cashed the Lakers when the Lakers went to three straight finals, right? The Lakers go to three straight finals, then they get the Spurs, and it's like okay. They just basically played an extra season's worth of game. Spurs, they knocked them out. They swept them. The, two, the year the Spurs had a better record, the Lakers swept them and root yeah. for a second title. Lakers beat them the next year and root for a third straight title. Mm-hmm. So now that the Lakers been to three straight finals, they finally played the Spurs. Spurs finally beat them in six games, right? But let's not forget. Let's not forget the context. Everyone saw the Spurs in in several of those years when the Lakers won their title as the best team that could stop them from winning the title. They just happened to be in the and, same conference. And they, and they, they knew when destroyed. they got the, they knew once they got to the finals, it was a cakewalk. They're like we knew that, but they kept getting destroyed by the Lakers. It wasn't even a contest. And then remember 2004 was supposed to be the first year the Spurs go back and repeat. Everyone had them scheduled to repeat and they go out there and they lose to the Lakers. They lose to the most combustible Laker team ever. The Carl Malone, Gary Payton Laker team. Open the door for my Detroit basketball. Exactly. That that team was like, had nothing going for it. That team was combustible. The Lakers. Shaq last year, they are all infighting, outfighting, everything going on. Kobe rape trial. Everything that could hurt the Lakers was happening and the Spurs still lose to them. So I just, no, if you want to call it dynasty, I'll let you, I'll let you call the Spurs a dynasty. My thing is, don't act like it was a great dynasty. No, don't, it's, don't a, compare. It's, a, it's a different style of one, and would I call it the greatest? No, so it's it's not. It's I an era. It, I can call it a dynasty. It's more of an era type dynasty instead of yeah. like a, a short window dynasty where you won, you know, three and four years or three and three years, something like that. And I still feel like you're not really a dynasty unless you win three. If you win three, and it could be three and four or five years, but you win three, a set of three, that to me is a dynasty. Winning two. Back to back and like you go, all sport. right, yeah. It's like oh, basketball. Yeah. We're talking basketball, but, yeah. But I agree. You got to get that third within that, and it doesn't have to be all back to back. That's how I feel about it. No, I I agree. But my thing with the Spurs was they just didn't see. No, they like won every top. like four to they were they every were four top, years. They were that top contender. That was never a top contender. You know what I'm saying? Like when the Lakers were on top, that's the reason you like the Spurs. No, but that's no, but that's Lakers. But, no, because no one t- disliked the Spurs because no, they weren't Aaron, fucking Aaron, winning. All my the time. hate on the Lakers doesn't dis- disregard how good the Lakers were. That's my point. I know, La- but I'm saying, Lakers, but that's how good the I, Lakers were. I, I found more enjoyment trying to see if one of these teams could knock off the Lakers because the Lakers were that good. That's the problem. That's why I was just like, the, the only way this is going to be fun for me to watch 
because at this point I was not I was not a Laker fan. I grew up a Laker fan because my my dad and my grandfather liked the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers. But at this point, it wasn't the same Lakers, and I was starting to like the Warriors and I like the Bulls. So I was just like, you know, that I, fuck the Lakers. Um, and Shaq had done Shazam, and I was like, fuck the Lakers. But basically, it was just like the Lakers are are that team. They're this era's team for this five year window or four year window. Like they should not lose, right? And that's how yeah. good they were. They were they were that final boss. No, and I'm then, just saying. And, I, I'm and just so saying, and so in I'm credit saying, to how good the Lakers little, were. That's it no, seems that, a little biased. No, no, whenever for, I talk to a Laker fan about fine. the Spurs, it's okay. That's what sports is. We can be biased. Fan. We can have some biases. Because no, we at can that have time, some biases. At that time, but I'm just I was, saying I'm asking you right now to, to not have those biases for this conversation. No, because that's the context about how I how I how I I uh, experienced those games, how I learned about the game. How well, I maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm different. I well, can no, you're, be, you're I can a little be older. You're, you're in a different place on how you were seeing those titles run. Versus for me, it's but a I'm just saying it's a but different to me, to me, those titles are over, and so now it's time for me to be to to not be biased, right? Greg like, Popovich is a great coach. Don't you dare fame him. Aaron, I got a game for you. In honor of Father's Day, uh, I want to play the Father's Day NBA hand job game. Listen to the tracks. Track. Yeah, it's the honor of Darius because of his love affair for NBA dads. Yeah, this is a game that we are doing. Well, it's not really a game. It's more just like kind of like a. It's a. I'm gonna get Aaron. I'm gonna give you a name. Mm -hmm. You're gonna tell me, um, the lube that you are gonna use for that father. I already knew it. As soon as you said the hand job game, I knew that's what I was gonna have to do. And the the stroke method. Yeah. <laughs> and is there any finishing touches at the end? <laughs> In honor of the man who started this entire uh, Father's Day hand job, uh, what is it? Giving out Father's Day hand jobs, Jared. That's all what it is. That's yeah, what it does. The, the whole movement of father, NBA Father's Day hand jobs. T. Morant, Aaron. Mm-hmm. T. Morant, T. Morant probably get, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll probably just use Vaseline. Good old-fashioned Vaseline. Because then he'll probably take the extra uh, that you use and put in his hair. Or on his head, on his scalp, or his beard. Uh, he seemed like a Vaseline-type dude. Any particular strokes? You know, I might keep one finger out and one thumb up so it looks like a gun while I'm doing it and just using my three fingers down low so it looks like I'm holding a gun while I'm doing it. <laughs> don't worry, it's a toy gun, though. You know, the key isn't the lube with T. Morant. It's that I'm playing NBA Youngboy in the background while doing it. So that way he'll feel like his son is there watching. <laughs> okay. This sounds incessantly irregular. Now, this is what Adarius wanted. This is what he was doing when he was glazing all these NBA dads. Like they did something other than just squirt inside a woman. <laughs> all right. All right. Next one. Dale Curry, the father of Seth and Stephen, beautiful, high yellow, hazel eyed Curries. I might have to use K1 and then um, I might have to wear a white glove so that way my hand look like I'm light skinned. So he might think it's still his ex wife. <laughs> Then I might have to bring in someone else in to be a Coco, for according to what I'm hearing about Aisha Curry. <laughs> okay, I need to hear that rumor, but yeah, they, they, that family is into some weird irregular. <laughs> Next name, Bill Walton. Bill Walton? 
His old ass might end up dying, man. I gotta go. I don't know if I could go anything with that. I might have to go Ben Gay so he can get some feeling in it. <laughs> I might have to go Ben Gay and go two hand method in honor of Adarius. <laughs> this show just went off the deep end with the regular. Yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared knows how to take it there with these city ass games. Two more. All right, here we go. LeVar Ball. Big baller brand. Man, that one, I gotta, I gotta bring in Mariah Mills for that one. <laughs> I got to bring Mariah Mills. She'll come with her Thunderstroke or whatever the hell she called it. Man, she put out a lot of damn text. Man, a lot of damn tweets, man. That shit was entertaining. So I got to bring in Mariah Mills to help me with that one. See, now he's the anti-Father's Day handjob because it sounds like he, they got some genetics. They got some uh, substandard traits, you know, coming out because his kids can't stay healthy. One kid it. got a genetic disease. Seem like got genetic knee problems, and the other one got ankle problems. The other one's just a nigga. <laughs> other one's just yeah. So they got some they got impregnated. Uh, uh, well, who did he impregnate? Who? Some YouTube. Leangelo? Thought, some thought. Yeah, he impregnated a thought, and then announced it to the world like he just impregnated like like he impregnated like 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 the girl that played uh, Harry Potter that that chick in Harry Potter like it's someone everyone's excited about. I'm like, oh, he wiped up a good one. No, no, that was an Instagram thought that's been caught on video with other guys, I believe. And you over here Allegedly. announcing how you impregnated her. Yeah, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, yeah, I'm so happy. He said, I'm so happy. That's like Pedro knocking up Tiana Trump and gonna go take her to church the next day and take her to mom's and act like she. I came here with the wholesome girl. <laughs> no, you came here with the with the biggest tramp on this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> what's the last one, Jared? Let's hurry this up. All right, and last but not least, Aaron, this is a special one. You got to really think out which lube or you know and method you're mm -hmm. gonna use. Tim Hardaway Sr. Oh, that's just good old-fashioned spit. Don't pick me any thought. You just got to spit on it. No, you, you can't you, do that, Aaron. I got to stop you. No, I, I got to use a mannequin hand. I can't use my own hand because he hate gay people. Homo. Thank you. I got to use a mannequin hand, and, and I got to be sitting standing outside the room. You got a female mannequin hand from I got to be standing outside the room. I got a female mannequin hand from Dillard's. That's it. Yeah, I got to spit from a distance and use mannequin hands. <laughs> Female mannequin hands at that. Like Darius. Oh. Are you in the toilet? Oh, you missed the you've missed the Father's Day hand job game, Darius. But you didn't miss anything, Darius. But Aaron, Aaron uh, said he would do the hand job uh in honor of you every time. Uh T Morant, Dell Curry, Bill Walton, LeVar Ball, and Tim Hardaway Sr. Tim Hardaway Sr. <laughs> Nigga, you a homophobe. I just hate him. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bill, glad I messed up. <laughs> We're about to get the Cutty Corner shout out, so hop back on if you want to do this. Hold on, did y'all kick me off? No, just, you got to hit the link. You left, nigga. What are you talking about? You said I'll be back and you left. <laughs> you just left. Yeah, just like you. Back up. Okay, I'll be back. Nigga, you put your jacket on, high. got up, and stepped away from the <laughs> camera and turned the shit off. This bro. is why I see no, 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 no. You this cutting corner shout out. You about to have you about to get. I'm back, y'all. I had to go to the weed club before. No, 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 man. You see, that's that's right. That's it right there. Cutting corner said these damn millennials and always smoking all these damn. No, Pedro, I have to. Honest edibles. Pedro, I would have died, Pedro. This nigga here.
Pedro, so you need, I, oh, I, you're not you're not gonna breathe. You're not gonna breathe unless you got some edible. Pedro, Pedro, the amount of sweat on my body right now, Pedro. I'm hallucinating, <laughs> Pedro. Pedro, oh, I'm hallucinating. God. I needed the weed. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give my mom a Darius and she's gonna pray for you. Go get your mama, nigga. Go get your grandmama, nigga. I'm ready. I'm gonna get my mama. She's gonna she's gonna pray for you. She's gonna, she gonna rebuke this dude. Go get all them women with the big chunky elbows, nigga. Pray to pray for me. I need all of them. Yep, get, we're gonna lay hands on you and remove that. Yeah, let them know, man. I, damn, Aaron, I'm sorry I missed that. Uh, but I was I'm never gonna get no no hand job to no Tim Hardaway Senior. That's, that's <laughs> I didn't give one to Tim Hardaway Senior. <laughs> Jerry said, Jerry said, you got to give one to Tim Hardaway Senior. And since he's a homophobe, that's just like way out of my pay grade. Come on. Hey, you gay for pay though. <laughs> I'm sure Tim Hardaway Senior might be gay for pay. I'm gay for I'm gay, ain't for, pay. Do gay for pay. I'm gay for pay, but I'm not fucking with Tim Hardaway Senior. Well, uh, let's get to Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment we in the show where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. Never Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. Cutty Corner. We're burning out. God, if you let it in, help. So cold and bleeding now. Do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to um, basically just Kendrick Perkins and ignorant people from the South who just say random stuff, who who got third grade vocabulary. So he thinks, you know what, the only way I'm going to stay focused is to say just outrageous, egregious things. Kendrick Perkins the other day, after the trade for Bradley Bill said, this is the best team in the NBA and the favorites to win the title. I don't can't see how anyone can stop them. He's the only person that's saying crazy shit like this. So really, my cutting course shot goes out to Kendra Perkins, ESPN. ESPN is allowing fools just to say they just care about who moves the needle, who has the most tweets, who who's who's trending. So these fools come out and just say the most outrageous and outlandish things. I'm on here trying to get some real sports background. I want to see Woj talk about the trade. I want to know how many picks involved with it. Then I want to hear some, you know, some smart little breakdown of it, right? I get it from J.J. Reddick. Stephen A., you get it every now and then, as long as he ain't too amped up. I think he drinking a lot of coffee or something. But he, even he didn't go outrageous. He just broke it down, things like that. And then you get to Kendrick Perkins. I don't know what's more outrageous. Kendrick Perkins this week. Maybe I got changed by cutting ground to just basketball people just saying outrageous shit. Between Kendrick Perkins saying that and Cat Carl Anthony Towns saying how he changed the game more than any other player, right? Playing right now. It's just ludicrous, right? It's like I like you crying that he tells, but it's ludicrous. You haven't changed anything. Yes, you're a big man that shoot threes. Yes, you won a three-point, you even won one three-point competition. You haven't changed anything. And the fact you're on the podcast with that little midget, uh, what's what's his name, Jared? Pat Bev. Player? Pat Bev, and he's telling you how you the best center in the game. Wait, we just saw Jokic win the final. And the next day you're gonna do a podcast and say how Pat Pat Towns the best big in the game. Done. Done. NBA players just saying crazy shit. That's all they do. Shout out to John Morant being suspended for 25 games. 
He just cost himself another 200 million. You know, I'm going to take away my hand job from T. Morant, Jared. <laughs> because he just cost himself a lot of money. We the just hand see, job has been suspended. It's been suspended. It's gone. Adaris, if he wants to do it, he could do it under appeal. Because I'm going to tell you this. He just let his son act a fool, get suspended 25 games. While it's not much, he comes back, what, the day after Christmas or something? This is where it hurts him. We just talked about Bradley Bill's big contract being $50 million because he has a super max. Because of the new rules, John Morant's 25 games, meaning he is ineligible to win any postseason award. He can't be an all-NBA team, MVP, or all-defensive player of the year. He can't win it. So he just cost himself a super max. $50 million, man. I just want to make it clear for $50 million, I'd suck John and T. Morant today. <laughs> you don't worry, it's going to be a toy dick. Pedro, do you have a cutty quarter shout out? I'm going to give this cutty quarter shout out last week or the week. It totally went over my head and I forgot about it. Here we go again with the irregular manhood. Your boy, Dwayne Wade. Oh, boy. No, no, man. Dwayne Wade got on Shannon Sharp and basically told, told everybody, told America, how he allowed his daughter, Zaya, to be, you know, become a woman, making her transition into a woman. And there's a reason why, because he doesn't have, she doesn't have a real father. She doesn't have a real father because she allowed Gabrielle Union to snap back at him. He told the story about Gabrielle Union was moving in, he was in a relationship, you can't tell me what to do. This is my house or whatever. I'm saying it in, in, in and I can't remember what it was about. They're paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Gabrielle, you said this. Listen to me. You will never, ever say that to me. We lost Pedro Sound. <laughs> yeah, your wife said. Yeah, okay. No, the stupid, um, stupid damn virus protection thing keep popping up. Why you got the yoga? Who the hell still uses virus protection? Cody called a shout out to Pedro for still paying that motherfucking dead motherfucking scandalous ass McAfee money. McAfee is is Dale. I don't even know why you McAfee is Dale. This is Dale. Okay, so my computer's tan. It's it's possessed like a Darius on edibles. (laughs) (laughs) This, this. This fool allowed a woman to tell him, it's like, I would never, you will never tell that to me again. But now on, this is my house, and your and your son is now my daughter. He, he lit an actor, a black actor, on top of that, that's been in B and D rated movies, C, D, and B rated movies, take over his household. So I understand, Zaya. I understand why you want to be a woman. Because Gabrielle Union is the bigger man in the house. He didn't lick your daddy's ass and put it out on the internet. And it shows. Jesus Christ. I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at Zaya no more. I, I was going to say, hey, Zaya, hey, can you wait until you're 18, you know, make some choices? No. He's she seen her daddy. She's seen her daddy get emasculated. Gabriel Union is going to dragging Dwayne Wade all through that house. So I understand, Zaya. I understand. You, know, you haven't seen, you don't know what a man is. So how the hell are you going to be a man 
or a teenage boy, and your dad, you probably walked in on your dad getting his ass ate with his legs spread wide open. Oh, God. Dude, he, no. She walked in on that. Can you imagine a teen a teenage boy walking in on that? Uh, yeah. and he, she's probably like, oh, wow, I want to be a girl because my dad's one. <laughs> Well, uh, Adaris, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Give them Cutty Corner shout outs to the damn mushrooms you just had. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Okay, shut up, nigga. Let me get this shit together. My Cutty Corner shout out this week goes to chocolates and mushrooms. Mushroom chocolates. Am I drooling? Is it a drooler sweat? Well, my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Darius Bell. Shout out to Psilocybin sponsorship. Darius was a delight, but he missed the game that was to honor him and his Father's Day hand jobs. Mm-hmm. This is a, it was the first annual Darius Bell's Father's Day hand jobs uh, enacted by AG3. <laughs> and Darius was staring at a blank screen wondering where we were. Because <laughs> he was I tripping too hard. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus! So, so Darius, you know what? You get the cutty corner shout out, but it's good to see that you are uh, having some fun with the macro dosing. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, yeah, just uh, keep it regular. That's all I'm gonna say. Keep it, so Pedro will feel good about it. Keep it regular. Um, my other cutty corner shout out goes out to Nikki Haley for saying some foul shit online. I don't even feel like repeating it. But you's a bitch. You are a lying. You are you are what the weaponization of white women is in the modern day form. But it's been something that's been used against black men, black communities throughout our country's history on this Juneteenth of days. For you to be out here the week leading up to Juneteenth saying foul shit about black people or trying to give your appraisals of black people's lives and tragedies and accountants for what their space has been on this in this country and to try and not even distill it to to simplify it to some stupid tweets that you could put out fuck you you are a bitch you are one of the worst examples of what it means to be a human in this world if you really break down what it means to to be used as a weapon against people you are a white woman that is y'all were oppressed too but you took on you took on the tactics of your oppressor to keep a seat at the table or to keep being good standing. So you're a sellout. You're a cracker ass cracker. You're a bitch. Shut the fuck up. If you listen to what she got to say, you can also tell her, shut the fuck up. I don't know if I'd eat ass for $50 million. I would be straight about that. That's what that's one place I don't know if I could go, man. What if it's an what if what what if it's somebody like, let's say Adaris? I'm like, hey Adaris, man, you eat uh Holly Berry's ass for for twenty thousand. 
I do that shit for twenty dollars, nigga. No, he talking about man ass. Man ass. He talking about giving hand jobs and gay for pay. He talking about man ass. Holly Berry is, like, is, is she available? I'll do it free. Tell me what I can pick up from the store. I'm ready to go. Man ass. I don't know, but that's just too far, bro. Uh, what about like uh, Chris Christie's ass? You gotta pick a good old. Politician, I could get one worse than that, Jerry. Like, like Aaron Donald's ass after the game, like something like that, right? Listen, like someone, both, both, both Vince Wilfork, you know, some some defensive tackle. There's a possibility, but it would have to like really change the trajectory of the world, nigga. Like, man, fifty million dollars ain't gonna move the needle for me to lick ass. But if I'm like curing poverty, I'm licking ass. I don't know what else to tell you. What if you giving the world free Travada for you licking ass? No, nobody care about that shit. What yeah. if it's Ozampic for all? Ozampic for everybody. Free runs of Ozampic. No, I'm not eating ass for Ozampic, nigga. No. You're eating ass so everybody can have access to Travada. No, food and water, nigga. Stop saying Travada. Nobody care about that shit. You ask me, y'all gonna be some dead starving motherfuckers. <laughs> man, I'll say the world, man. That's all good. With the darkness around, we're gonna have a lot of Travana, though. All right, niggas. Well, that's the show. Still got, still got lube on my hands, you know. <laughs> what holiday coming up? Fourth of July, I guess. I'm giving out, I'm giving out, I'm giving, I'm giving out trucker hat. Trump supporting whoever got the biggest flag on their truck <laughs> hand jobs. Come on. They might actually like it though. And, uh, and I'm sucking dick for money. I don't care if the fathers. I don't really care. Pedro, don't worry, Pedro. Make sure you get your percentage of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's for the right cause. He'll lick ass. Pedro, Pedro's not part of this equation. Mm, I am too. Give me my motherfucking money. No, listen. I pull up. This is not gay for little pay. This is gay for big pay. All right. This big lotto. This big lotto. Hey, man. Look, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to treat you like I do the other hoes. Pedro, Pedro, I'm only doing it once, nigga. He don't take you out every other week and let you order a la carte. Pedro, let me just let you know. I ain't got a heart like him. Pedro, give me my money. Pedro, Pedro, if I'm if I'm if I'm doing gay for pay, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be grande. It's gonna be Ariana Grande. All right, and it's gonna be once. That ain't big. That's small. That's a small little woman. (laughs) I'm sucking dick for fifty million dollars. That's that's. That's, that's, that's let's get this off the ground, guys. Let's let's get a bidder. Let's let's do an open auction. Dollars at the lowest, fifty million dollars preferred. Um, you can cash at me, Venmo me, Zell. and the and and homelessness or our hunger in yeah, the United saying, States. Bro, he'll eat. He'll eat. Listen, listen, man. Ass. I'm gonna double. You know what? I'm coming back. My new Cutty Corner shout out goes to these niggas again. Listen, y'all. We talking about saving the world. All right. We talking about changing the. That's trajectory. what Trevana does. Okay, no, we ain't talking about Travada. We ain't talking about Ozampic. We ain't talking about diabetic meds. We ain't talking about anything. You're talking about, you're talking about vibranium, right? I don't care. I, I suck dick for vibranium. Vibranium is worth a lot of money. Listen, man, don't be scared to suck a dick. I don't know why everybody talking about 
this is as a weird ass thing, man. We talking about saving the world, y'all. It's just Pedro a- told me this morning he think Magic Johnson got vibranium in him. That's why he ain't died yet. Listen, y'all, it's just a dick. All right, listen. Don't if it was that important, y'all niggas wouldn't want you. This Manusha. Next year we going to the AFL. Next year Darius going to AFL. Even be in this league, so let's get that cure. A lot here. of naysayers around here. I've been seeing a lot of players chip chat about. All right, Darius, that's who ass you got to eat right there. I don't care what the NAL players say about me. Right, if you eat his ass, you are sounding exactly like Antonio Brown, bro. Is it him or AD? I might suck AD's dick. I'm not going to go back and forth. Not Antonio Brown. You do that, and Jackson, Mississippi gets water. So I want to be a leader. I want to be details about my action, what I stand for, what I represent here.